Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, September the 8th, 2021. Coming at you from the WCWSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. It is episode number 270 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw. Right here, of course, coming at you from the HQ as we, of course, get set to bring you, of course, the latest pop culture news and views, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Also, of course, through the Amazon Echo Dot through CNN. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you, of course, tonight's pop culture history and birthday report, plus also some wrestling news tidbits to get you ready for tonight's edition of Revolution a little bit later in the evening. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything we have plans on talking about here, of course, tonight, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have planned on talking about here this evening. Let's go ahead and get right to it. It is 6.17 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, Wednesday, September the 8th, 2021. Good to have you here with us. Let's go ahead and go to 411mania.com. Well, I'm sorry. Before we do that, let's go ahead and go to our Amazon Echo Dot, which, of course, will supply us with a few stories courtesy of our friends at CNN. And, of course, the only way to, of course, get it is through this method. Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics Alexa, for stop. when... Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news. Angie's List is now 
Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. It's easy to see reviews, compare Alexa, quotes, stop. and Star ladies and gentlemen, apparently we're having a little bit of difficulty with that here tonight. So you might not be able to get you any stories, of course, coming at you through the Amazon Echo Dot. But we will work, definitely work on that and we'll try to get some in here before, of course, the night's out. If we don't bring them here to you tonight, we'll definitely try to get you in on some pop culture stories courtesy of CNN on WWS Revolution a little bit later in the evenings. And my apologies about that. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go straight to 411 Mania and bring you some of the stories that they have up, up here for us. The WWUS Radio Network hereby thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to Outside the Ropes. Also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, hopefully we will get some more of our shows up and going here again in the second half of 2021. 411 Mania will definitely, of course, be a very useful tool in that respect. Our first story of the of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, came out yesterday from our friend, our friend Jeremy Thomas. As Sony moves the movie Venom, Let There Be Carnage, up two weeks. Venom, Let There Be Carnage has moved its release date again, but forward this time, not backward. Sony Pictures has announced that the Venom sequel, which is part of the Sony's Spider-Man universe, will now release on October 1st instead of the most recently planned October 15th date. The move comes after Marvel struck gold with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which grossed $94.7 million over the four-day Labor Day weekend and $150.9 million worldwide. Sony has bumped Let There Be Carnage multiple times during the pandemic, and Johnson striking while the iron is still potentially hot. The film, of course, is directed by Andy, Andy Serkis and stars Tom Hardy, Woody Harrelson, Michelle Williams, Reed Scott, and Naomi Harris. Uh, so definitely, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be, we'll be able to catch the new Venom movie out a little bit sooner than expected. So instead of, like I said, of, let's see, one more time here, just in, it said, of course, they were planning on release on October 15th, but now it will be released on the very first day of October. So those who are waiting to see this movie will get to see it a little bit sooner than expected. There you go. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as the first footage of the new Matrix Resurrections was released on an interactive site. The first footage from the Matrix Resurrections is online, courtesy of an official interactive fan site. Warner Brothers Pictures has launched a site called whatisthematrix.com where fans can view the first footage ahead of the trailer release, of course, coming up tomorrow. EW.com reports that the site will deliver a combination of clips and narration based on specific criteria, such as whether you pick the red or the blue pill, what time it is, and so on, with over 180,000 potential combinations. With that being the case, it's difficult to sum up the footage, but includes shots of stars Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, Jessica Hendwick, Jonathan Groff, and more. The version of the footage that that Mr. Thomas actually saw through a few click-throughs uh, featured different narrations depending on whether you click on the red pill or the blue pill. 
The red pill features Abdul Mateen saying, this is the moment for you to show us what is real. Right now, you believe it's your current time, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Could just be the first day of the rest of your life. But if you want it, you've got to fight for it. The blue pill, on the other hand, has Neil Patrick Harris saying, do you remember how you got here? You've lost your capacity to discern reality from fiction. What's real is here and now, your current time. Anything else is just your mind playing tricks on you. It becomes a problem when fantasy is dangerous. We don't want anyone to get hurt, do we? The Matrix, Matrix Resurrections were premiering theaters and on HBO Max day and date on December the 22nd. So it'll be kind of an early uh, movie to watch, of course, during the Christmas holiday. So there you go. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as the director's cut of F9 The Fast Saga has been released with additional footage. The story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. If you enjoyed F9 The Fast Saga and wanted more of it, good news, the director's cut has been released. Universal Pictures has announced that the film is now available for digital purchases and includes a director's cut version with extra scenes not shown in the theatrical version. According to Collider, the, the, the director's cut adds seven minutes to the film as described as follows. A deepened, deepened sibling rivalry between Dom and Jacob, more of Dom's evolution as a father, a never-before-seen flashback featuring some of the franchise's most beloved characters, extended sequences featuring Tej and Roman, an additional Cardi B appearance, and, and also an expanded action climax featuring the infamous Armadillo Tank. F9 The Fast Saga is available for purchase on all digital purchase at all digital purchases. Of course, you can find out, of course, which ones via Just Watch. and includes both the theatrical and director's cuts, as well as the following bonus features, including Gag Reel, F9 All In, Practically Fast, Shifting Priorities, Justice for Han, A Day On Set with Justin Lin, John Cena, Supercar Superfan, and also feature commentary. So, so check that out. Of course, like I said, if you enjoyed seeing the movie, you might you get a chance to see a little bit more of it as expected, unexpectedly. This story came out on Monday, as Jeremy Thomas has a preview and synopsis for next week's uh, movie, uh, next week's edition of Heels Online. Heels airs its fifth episode next Sunday, and a new promo and hypnosis for the episode is, of course, officially online. The preview is on this page if you want to check it out, which is in for the episode entitled Swerve, which is described as follows. When the South Georgia State Fair shows interest in featuring the DWL at this year's fair, it's on Jack to close the deal with an electric night of matches. Bill, Ace, and Crystal have their own ideas. Heels airs on Sundays at 8.55 p.m. Eastern Pacific on Stars. So if you want to check out, of course, that, uh, if you want to check out, of course, that, uh, that preview, you can go to this page and, of course, check it out. Uh, this one right here, this story has been, of course, making the waves here the last couple of days. Ashish posted this story on Monday as Michael K. Williams, star of the show The Wire, sadly was found dead. 
Michael K. Williams, best known for his iconic performance as Omar Little in The Wire, as well as Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire, sadly was found dead in his apartment in Brooklyn uh, on Monday, reports the New York Post. According to the Post, drug paraphernalia was found in his apartment. They also report that Williams was found in the living room by his nephew. Williams was 54 years old. A statement from the family's representative read, It is with deep sorrow that the family announces the passing of Emmy-nominated actor Michael Kenneth Williams. They ask for your privacy while grieving this insurmountable loss. Williams was born and raised in Brooklyn and got into acting when he enrolled at the National Black Theater in New York City. He actually began his professional entertainment career as a dancer, leaving school and quitting his job to pursue the path. He danced for the likes of George Michael and Madonna and choreographed a music video for Crystal Waters' 100% Pure Love in 1994. His first major acting role came when Tupac Shakur found him, and he was cast in the late rapper's 1996 film Bullet as High Top. He appeared in episodes of Law & Order and in films like Bringing Out the Dead and Doing Hard Time, where he was cast in the role of Omar Little in The Wire, which would become his signature role. Williams sought out the role and became an instantly recognizable actor due to his performance. Omar became an acclaimed character and helped propel the Damon Simon, David Simon created series into being a cultural touchstone of the era. Williams was nominated for two NAACP awards for his work in the role. During his time as Omar, Williams worked on other shows, including a small run on J.J. Abrams' show Alias and guest appearances, of course, on Boston Legal, Law & Order SVU, and more. He also continued to work in, in film and appeared in Gone Baby Gone, The Incredible Hulk, and Spike Lee's Miracle at St. Anna, among other films. Following the end of the, of the show The Wire, Williams appeared in a host of major roles in film and television for, from 12 Years a Slave and The Purge Anarchy, the 2016's Assassin's Creed, and a lengthy run on HBO's Boardwalk Empire as Chalky White. His work for HBO also included an Emmy-nominated role in The Night Of, and most recently as Montrose Freeman in Lovecraft Country. Elsewhere on TV, he starred in ABC's Queer Rights docudrama When We Rise and the Netflix drama about the Central Park Five uh, When They See Us, which earned him another Emmy nomination. On behalf of 411 Mania, and I'll also speak up as on behalf of the WCWS Radio Network, of course, condolences to the family, friends, and many fans of Mr. Williams. He will most certainly be missed indeed. So, another sad, another Another, of course, uh, um, fine actor, of course, lost. Uh, that is. So. But uh, that was that was a shocker, ladies and gentlemen. So this story came out on, uh, let's see, this story came out on Sunday. Jeremy Thomas posted this as the accountant, too, is in the works. And Ben Affleck is scheduled to return. Ben Affleck's The Accountant was a sleeper hit in 2016, and Gavin O'Connor has confirmed that a sequel is on the way. O'Connor directed the film, which released in October of that year, and overperformed with $155.2 million. And speaking with the Real Blend podcast per Cinema Blend, O'Connor has confirmed that he's reteaming with Ben Affleck and John Bernthal for a follow-up. Asked that there will be a sequel to his film, The Way Back, which also was which also starred Affleck. O'Connor said there will not be a way back sequel, but we are doing an accountant sequel. We literally just closed that deal. We are doing the accountant again. 
The film starred Affleck as a certified public accountant who is on the autism spectrum who makes his living fixing books for criminal and terrorist organizations. Berthal played Affleck's brother. O'Connor continued, I've always wanted to do three because because what the second one's going to be more with, we're going to integrate his brother into the story, so there'll be more screen time for John Berthal in the second one. And then the third movie is going to be, I call it Rain Man on Steroids. The third movie is going to be the two brothers, this odd couple. The third one is going to be a buddy picture. So, so we look forward to seeing that. Of course, we haven't heard any official, official, of course, um, about when this movie is going to come out, but we'll keep you informed whenever we do hear something. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here on Sunday as Jason Momoma reveals the new suit for the for the new movie Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Author will be rock, rocking a new outfit in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and Jason Momoma has revealed the suit on social media. He posted to Instagram with a before and after post showing his look from the first film and then the new look. The second image, which can be viewed by clicking the right arrow on the post right here on this page, is a dark blue as opposed to the golden green from the first film, which, which he wrote, second round, new suit, more action, hashtag Aquaman, Aloha J. The film was currently shooting in England and reunited to a moment with director James Wan and co-stars Amber Heard as Mira, Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master, Dolph Lundgren as King Nearest, and Yaha Abdul-Mateen II as Black Manta. Details on the film have yet to be revealed. It is set to be released on December 16, 2022. So, so of course, like I said, uh, he. So, like I said, there's a, there's a picture on his, on his Instagram account right here of him in the in the traditional green and and the with the orange shirt and the green pants, kind of like the original character was back in the day. But of course, now he is sporting a brand new look for the new one. So, so it'll be next year before it comes at the end of next year before we see that. But, but we, of course, can't wait to, of course, uh, see how it turns out. Uh, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story on Sunday. Of course, we have the 411, of course, according to 411 Mania, their box office report. We'll give you a heads up that Shang-Chi destroys expectations with an $83.5 million start. All we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is simply just give you, of course, just let you know here about how, how the box office top 10 is, of course. <clears throat> number number one, of course, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, $71.4 and that's what, and this is his first weekend, so that's what's made so far. Number two, Candyman, $10.6 this past weekend, $39.1 million total. Number three, Free Guy, $8.7 million this past weekend, $91.9 million total. Number four, Paw Patrol, the movie, $4 million <clears throat> this weekend, $31.5 million total. Number five, Jungle Cruise, $4 million, $105.6 million total. Number six, Don't Breathe 2, did $2.2 million this weekend, this past weekend, $28 million total. Respect, of course, I asked the movie about. Uh, $1.3 million this past weekend, $21.9 million overall. Number eight, The Suicide Squad made $905,000 this weekend, $54.4 million total. Number nine, Black Widow did $748,000, 
However, it has done overall $182.5 million. And number 10, the Night House made $552,000, but it made total overall $6.2 million. So Shang-Chi, of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, of course, the newest superhero on the block, and it looks like he's making a big impact. So. <clears throat> but, of course, obviously, of course, a lot of others, of course, hanging in there as best as possible. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday as Wonder Woman's director, Patty Jenkins, says she's not a fan of the big films going straight to streaming, which, which of course, she says here, they look like fake movies. Patty Jenkins has been open about her desire to see the theatrical experience stay strong, and she recently discussed her issues with straight to streaming movies. Jenkins, whose Wonder Woman 1984 was released day and day on HBO Max, spoke at a panel at CinemaCon and discussed her issues with releasing films day and date. Here are some highlights right here per the LA Times. On her experience with Wonder Woman 1984 going day and date, Jenkins says, it was a very, very, very difficult choice. I was looking at what has actually turned out to be true, which is we have no idea when this pandemic is going to get under control in the way that we hoped. It was the best choice choice of a bunch of very bad choices at the moment. It was a heartbreaking experience and hugely detrimental to the movie, and I sort of knew that it could happen. I was happy to give the movie to the public. I don't think it plays the same on streaming ever. It was the right choice for all of us, and I was very much in deep conversation with Warner Brothers about that particular film, but no, I'm not a fan. On day, on day and date streaming hurting movies, Jenkins says, I'm not a fan of day and date, and I hope to avoid it forever. The truth is I make movies for the big screen. I'm okay with people watching it for a second or third time on their phone, but I'm not making it for that experience. I love the theatrical experience, and I don't understand why we're talking about throwing it away for 700 streaming services that there's no room for in the marketplace. Does it make sense for studios to have business? dollar industries to throw them in the garbage so they can roll the dice and competing with Netflix. It's crazy to me. All I'm saying is that one studio should make a huge commitment to the theatrical experience and plant the flag and the filmmakers will go there as a result. On streaming films not looking real, Jenkins says, all the films that, that streaming services are putting out, I'm sorry they look like fake movies to me. I don't hear about them. I don't read about them. It's not working as a model for establishing legendary greatness. And on streaming being better for television projects, Jenkins says, I also have a deal to make things for Netflix because I really believe in limited series and television series. As a filmmaker, there are stories I want to tell, like TNT's I Am the Night, that are no longer and don't fit into the movie format. Streaming is great for massive amounts of content and binging TV shows. I think there are, there are two very different skill sets. And I see them succeeding as two very different things. That's why I think it's a mistake for the film industry to throw something away so valuable. And you know what? I could not really agree more personally. So I actually, of course, am a big fan of the, of the theatrical experience myself. And one last story here we'll bring you here before we head to our pop culture history and birthday report here tonight. Joseph Lee posted this story. I do believe this was on Saturday. As Randy Couture is saying that producers of the movie The Expendables 4 are keeping new cast members a secret. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., 
Randy Couture gave an update on the Expendables 4, noting that any new cast members are being kept secret by the filmmakers, and here are some highlights. On preparing to shoot the sequel, Couture says, well, we're getting ramped up for the Expendables 4. I'm supposed to leave October the 1st to start filming that movie in Europe. So excited to be back with the guys, and the new script is crazy. Every single one of these, I read the script, and I'm like, how the hell are we going to do that? And they come up with a way to get it done and make it look right, and this was no different. It's going to be very exciting, tons of action, as you would expect. It's going to be great. I'm excited to see all the guys again. On new cast members for the film, Couture says, they keep that set pretty close to their vest. There's a lot of rumors floating around out there, but I cannot verify, and I don't have any real info. I've read the script. There are some new characters in there, but they don't tell you who they cast as those characters. I know there's a couple interesting female characters in this script. There's also a couple of new interesting male characters in this script that have integral parts in this movie. Who they cast, cast is anybody's guess. It'll be something interesting for sure. On his role in the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, uh, Couture says, we had a blast. I think at the, at the end of the day, it was, it's about the chemistry of the guys you're on the set with. Of course, D.B. Sweeney, Freddie Joe Farnsworth as a stunts coordinator, Chris Margetts and Mike Carey, also Max uh, Bass Rutten, Mr. Wonderful. We had a bunch of amazing guys on, on this set. I definitely made some new friends. I had met Chris or Mike before we shot this film, but we stayed in pretty close contact since we shot this in Santa Fe a couple years ago. Great place to shoot this as well. Santa Fe was, was a lot of fun also. Obviously, we had a blast. There was a strong connection, I think, with everybody. Small budget films are the only ones really taking risks nowadays, in my opinion. Most of the big studio budgets are scared to put a bunch of money into a risk, so they're going to do a reboot. They're going to do something that they know in the past it was tried and true, so why not revamp it and try again? So I think in that regard, this film was fun, pushed some boundaries, and did some really cool stuff. And at the end of the day, it was just a great group of guys to be around. It was a blast. I played the old catch wrestler. Thump Hansen is his name. He's been there. He's done that. Been at the highest level. And he's still out there mentoring some other pro wrestlers, mainly Chris and Mike, who play our two main characters, the Manson brothers. He's kind of the syndical one of the group. He's he, He's got a little bit of an attitude. He was a fun character, of course, for sure. So there you have it right there, ladies and gentlemen, with, of course, some of your uh, pop culture news and views. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411 Mania for letting us read those stories here tonight. And also, my also our apologies once again to, of course, not being able to bring you anything courtesy of CNN. Um, but uh, we hope to, of course, try to bring some of that, of course, a little bit later on here in later on here, of course, in on uh, possibly on Revolution, of course, a little bit later tonight. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141387-POUND. This is, of course, episode number <clears throat> 270 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, of course, September 8th, 2021. Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, with you at 641 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let us now go, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course... Uh, some some pop culture history and birthdays. Also, just as a reminder, don't forget tonight, episode 1039 of Revolution, 138055-pound, of course, at 9 o'clock. Uh, of course, your wrestling news and views. Also, of course, your history and birthdays, courtesy of John and Justin. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, we'll talk about, of course, 
some of the results that came in, of course, for last night's edition of NXT. We'll also, of course, give you some results here as they come in, of course, for tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. And some other stories, of course, making the rounds here as well. I'm sure J.D. will have a few more when he comes on. But be sure to, of course, listen. Be sure to, of course, check us out here tonight at 9 o'clock for episode number 1039 of WWUS Revolution. Of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Now, let's see what we have here in our pop culture history and birthdays here for today, September the 8th. As always, general pop culture as well as history and also, of course, History from, of course, this day, of course, in movies, television, music, and also sports. First off, your general pop culture history right here. On this date in 1380, the Battle of uh, Kulikovo, Moscow's great monarch Dmitry defeats the Mongols, beginning the decline of the Tatars. On this date in 1504, Michelangelo's statue of David is unveiled in Florence. On this date in 1522, Spanish navigator Juan the El Elcano returns to Spain, completing first circumnavigation of the globe. Expedition began under Ferdinand Magellan. On this date here in 1565, the first permanent European settlement in the United States was founded in St. Augustine, Florida. On this date in 1664, the Dutch surrendered a colony of New Netherlands, including New York, to 300 English soldiers. On this date, 1941, World War II, the Siege of Leningrad by German, Finnish, and eventually Spanish troops begins battle lasting over 28 months as Russia repels the invasion well over a million lives. I think a million lives were possibly lost in this. On this date in 1970, <clears throat> Black September hijackings began. Three airliners hijacked and blown up by Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. And on this day in 1986, the Oprah Winfrey Show is first broadcast nationally. One moment from movies and television on this day in 1960, the nationwide release of Alfred Hitchcock's movie Psycho took place. Of course, it did star Anthony Perkins and also Janet Leigh. Today in music history, a couple of moments right here on this day in 1965, Small ads in Daily Variety and Hollywood Reporter attract 437 young men interested in forming the world's first manufactured void band. Of course, entitled The Monkees. Three are chosen with Davy Jones already having been cast. And on this day in 2001, Kylie Minogue releases her single, I Just Can't Get You Out of My Head, which is the biggest song of her career. And um, today here in sports history, in this day in 1973, Hank Aaron sets record of most home runs in one league with 709. Ladies and gentlemen, this is also, of course, a big-time moment here, of course, here today. On this date in 1966, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you probably haven't seen the hype up of this already, this was 55 years ago, Star Trek first premieres on NBC, of course, starring William Shatner and the late Leonard Nimoy, of course, as Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. So 55 years ago today, we, we of course, first were experienced Star Trek. Uh, some birthdays, of course, to report here today. Let's go ahead and get you, um, let's get you in, of course, here on some of this right here. Let's see. 
Today would have, and of course, this is a, this is a big birthday here. Today would have been the 864th birthday of Richard the Lionheart. He passed away in 1199. Today is would have been the 180th birthday of Charles J. Gatow. He passed away in 1882. Today would have been the 96th birthday of legendary comedian and actor Peter Sellers, of course, best known for Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther movies. He sadly passed away in 1980. Today would have also been the 89th birthday of legendary country music singer Patsy Cline. Uh, of course, I didn't know she was playing Rick. I think that involved. I think the Big Bopper, Buddy Holly, and also Richie Valens. Uh, <clears throat> she passed away in 1963. Today, also, ladies and gentlemen, is the we wish we wish, of course, Senator Bernie Sanders, who has been one of those that, that's been trying to be instrumental in trying to get everyone help, of course, with the stimulus package here in the wake of this deal with the pandemic. Today turns 80 years old, so happy birthday, Senator Sanders. And also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, would have been the 32nd birthday. I believe he might have been a rapper, I think, called, called his name was Abbasi, I believe his name was. Sadly, he passed away just three years ago, so he would have been about, possibly about, about 29. Uh, he probably would have turned about 29 years old when he passed. But uh, but there you have it, of course, there, ladies and gentlemen, with your birthdays, of course, right there. On this day in 2016, giraffe DNA study published in Current Biology reveals that there are four species, not just one, as previously assumed. Some famous weddings to bring you. On this day in 1761, the marriage of George III of the United Kingdom to Charlotte of mecklenburg strelitz uh, Strelitz, she ended up ends up coming Queen Charlotte. On state 1864, business magnate John D. Rockefeller, who was 25 at the time, marries a abolitionist Laura Spielman, who was 24. And on state 1897, Confederate General James Longstreet, who was 76 at the time, marries he Helen Dorch, who was 34 at the time, at the governor's mansion in Atlanta, Georgia. On one divorce here in the state in 2009, 90, 1990s pop, pop sensation singer Peter Andre, who was 36 at the time, divorces glamour model Katie Price, who was 31 at the time, due to unreasonable behavior after only three years of marriage. Some passings here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Anne Lee passed away on this day in 1784. Edward L. Dahini passed away on this day in 1935. Richard Strauss passed away on this day in 1945. Willard Libby, we don't know what year he was born, but he actually passed away in 1980. And I believe she might have been an actress or a singer, I'm not sure. Uh, Lenny Riffenstahl passed away on this day in 2003. And some infamous uh, 
passings, of course, here tomorrow as well. So we'll definitely bring that here to you. Now let's go to your movies and television history and birthday here, folks. On this date in 1894, employed by Thomas Edison, William K. L. Dixon films first boxing match at West Orange, New Jersey, an exhibition between world heavyweight champion James J. Corbett and Peter Courtney. On this date in 1921, the first Miss America was crowned in Atlantic City. Margaret Gorman, who was 16 at the time, of Washington, D.C. On this date in 1957, Pope Pius XII uh, in Saki Kao on, uh, mo- uh, on motion pictures, radio, and TV, of course, took place. On this date in 1960, like we said, the nationwide release of the movie Psycho, of course, starring Anthony Perkins and Janet Lee. On this date, as we said, 1966, of course, couple moments first off of course 55 years ago star trek first premiered on nbc of course it did star william shatner and leonard nimoy and also the show that girl starring marlo thomas premieres on abc so two shows started on that day so on this day i would say 1973 rebecca ann king uh from colorado who was 23 at the time was crowned the 46th miss america for 1974. As we said, some birthdays here today. Uh, Peter Sellers today would have been 96. He passed away in 1980. And Martin Freeman, who was in the first Black Panther movie today, turns 50. Uh, actress Lenny Rippenstahl passed away on this date in 2003. Some weddings here on this day, 1953. Actress Lana Turner, who was 32 at the time, marries Tarzan of the Apes. Actor Lex Barker, who was 34 at the time. On this date in 1963, Academy Award-winning actress Geraldine Page, who was 38 at the time, marries actor Rip Torn, who was 32 at the time, in Pinal, Arizona. On this date in 2012, How I Met Your Mother actress Colby Smulders. You might also remember her as Maria Hill in the Avengers movies, who was 30 at the time, marries Saturday Night Live actor Taryn Killiam, who was also 30 at the time, at the Alside Guest Ranch and Resort in Solvang, California. On a state in 2012 as well, Big Brother T- uh, per- Big Brother winner Rachel Riley, who was 27 at the time. Miller player Brendan Villegas, who was uh, 32 at the time, at the top of the AT&T Center in downtown Los Angeles. And on a state in 2014, actress Ashley Tisdale, of course you might remember her from High School Musical, uh, who was 29 at the time. Mary Seeger Christopher French at a private ceremony in Santa Barbara, California. As we said, of course, one divorce here in 2009. 90s pop sensation singer Peter Andre, who was 36 at the time, divorces glamour model Katie Price, who was 31, due to unreasonable behavior after three years of marriage. Now let's go to, your, of course, your music, your music and... Uh, music history right here. On this day, 1953, Carnival in Flanders opens at New Century Theater in New York for six performances. On this day, 1956, Harry, Bar- Harry Belafonte's album, Calypso, goes number one and stays number one for 31 weeks. As we said in 1965, small ads in Daily Variety and Hollywood Reporter attract 437 young men interested in forming the world's first manufactured boy band, the Monkey three are chosen 
with Davy Jones already having already having been cast. I want to say 1986, Westinghouse sells background music company Muzak to the Fields Company of Chicago. I want to say in 1994, the 11th MTV Video Music Awards, Aerosmith wins with Newlyweds Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley opening the show. I want to say 1994, Philadelphia Here I Come opens at Criterion, New York City for 52 performances. I want to say 1996, August Wilson's drama. Seven Guitars closes at Walter Kerr Theater, New York City, after 188 performances. And also, we said on the state 2001, Kylie Minogue releases her, releases the single, I Just Can't Get You Out of My Head, the biggest of her career. Uh, some notable birthdays here. Um, let's see here. Um, that's right. Yes. Today would have been the 124th birthday of legendary singer Jimmy Rogers. He passed away in 1933. And we mentioned this lady here just a little while ago. Today she would have been 89 years old. She perished in a plane crash in 1963. I'm talking about country music legend uh, Patsy Cline. Also, Avacy, as we said, would have been 32 today. He passed away. I believe he's around 29. We're not sure of the reason why but that's that's what we have and uh pink today turns 42 so happy birthday to pink today also richard strauss passed away on this date in 1949 as we in some weddings here uh to 2010 grammy nominated singer jenny rivera who was 41 at the time mary's major league baseball pitcher esteban loeza who was 38 at the time at the Hummingbird Nest Ranch in Simi Valley, California. And we said 2014, Ashley Tisdale marries Christopher French at a private ceremony in Santa Barbara, California. And, of course, the divorce, of course, we said 2009 about Peter Andre divorcing glamour model Katie Price due to unreasonable behavior after only three years of marriage. Now, let's go to your sports history and birthdays, of course, right here. On this date in 1883, the New York Giants scored 13 runs in an inning against the Phillies. On this day in 1894, I was employed by Thomas Edison. Uh, William, William K.L. Dickinson films first boxing match at West Orange, New Jersey, an exhibition between world heavyweight champion James J. Corbett and Peter Courtney. On this day in 1905, the Pittsburgh Pirates strand a new National League record 18 men on base and lose to the Reds 8 to 3. On this day in 1915, the U.S. National Champion men's tennis in Forest Hills, New York, William Johnston beats Maurice McLaughlin 1-6, 6 0, 7 5, and 10 8, and first U.S. event held at Westside Tennis Club in Forest Hills. On this day in 1937, Yankees trailing 6-1 in ninth, score 8 to beat Boston 9-6. On this date here, <clears throat> a couple moments here in 1939, uh, Indians Bob Feller, who was 20 at the time, is the youngest pitcher to win 20 games. And also the Yankees beat the Red Sox 4-1 in 7. The game was called because of lightning. Also on this date in 1943, New York Giants pitcher Ace Adams Sets record by working in his sets record by working in his 62nd 
game. Uh, we wish a happy 34th birthday, and I believe he is an Olympian, I believe. Uh, Alexandre uh, Bilodeau, hopefully I, mis- hopefully I did not mispronounce that. I apologize if I did, but today he turns 34, so happy birthday. Some passings here today in, in sports. 1980, Bruce Doolin, who was a, a cricket all-rounder of Australian descent, had three tests in Nottinghamshire and Wisden Cricketer of the Year in 1955, passes away at the age of 56. On his day in 1983, Antonin Magny, a bicyclist of French descent, won the Tour de France in 1931 and 34, passes away. We do not have, we don't know how old he was when he passed. On his day in 1984, Johnny Parsons, an auto racer from right here in America, who won the Indianapolis 500 in 1950 and also won the AAA USAC Championship in 1949, passes away at the age of 66. Also in 1984, Frank Lawson, a cricketer and batsman, of course, uh, from England, who had seven tests, uh, passes away at the age of 59. Uh, some weddings right here. I would say 1973, ice hockey star Bobby Orr, who was 25 at the time, married speech therapist Peggy Wood at a secret ceremony in Ontario, Canada. I would say 1987, NFL wide receiver Jerry Rice, who was 24 at the time, married his girlfriend Jackie Mitchell. And also, as we said in 2010, uh, singer Jenny Rivera, who was 41 at the time, Mary's Major League Baseball pitcher Esteban Loesa, who was 38 at the time, at the Hummingbird Nest Ranch in Simi Valley, California. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with your uh, pop culture history and birthday reports here, of course. And, of course, you'll be hearing some more here tonight, of course, courtesy of the human suplex machine, John Gross, and also the soul man, uh, Justin Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, on episode number 1039 of Revolution, of course, coming up here, uh, here in a little bit, of course. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and turn back now to 411 Mania. As we got you four wrestling stories, we're going to bring you here. Now, we will try our best to read these same stories on WCWS Revolution, of course, a little bit later uh, on on Revolution, of course, in our new segment here, of course, at the beginning of the show. But, of course, we always like to try to witch your whistle here for some big-time wrestling talk, of course, later in the evening. Uh, Ian, let's see. Um, yeah, okay. Ian Hamilton posted this today as, as of course, his column is for AEW versus WWE. The bounce has shifted. And, and this is, of course, coming from Mr. Hamilton himself. I will read his words. For what feels like the first time in a quarter of a century, mainstream wrestling feels generally hot. Even if you're not following along with every second of dynamite, rampage, dark, or dark elevation, You've had to be living under a rock to have missed the last few weeks of news. CM Punk wrestling his first match in seven and a half years. Adam Cole popping up just two weeks after wrestling at a takeover. Ruby getting away from the riot and resurfacing with a rancid hit. Brian Danielson making the move away from WWE after what felt like years of all-in-all teasing. 
and those are just the last three acquisitions, all within a three-week window that has had AEW claim more headlines than not. Yes, like most fandoms, wrestling is very tribal. A look at the comment sections will tell you that yet in recent weeks, the groundswell of positive sentiment towards AEW has gone outside the usual fan groups. Those recent arrivals have certainly tapped into lapsed fans of various degrees, whether it was those who paid scant attention to AEW or those who check out the modern mainstream scene, partially because WWE has not had any legitimate competition since the late 90s when WCW faded away before eventually being bought out. What we're about to experience is going to be a, new to a lot of fans, wrestlers letting their contracts expire, wrestlers, wrestlers suddenly getting leverage, be it for extra pay, are knowing that they could have more than the indies as an option should that Twitch stream prove to be a little bit too much of a hurdle for your current employers, baby. Of course, hinting to what Adam Cole is doing with Twitch. Now, here comes the part where Mr. Hamilton will be exposing himself as a hypocrite in this in, uh, himself as a hypocrite in this resurgence. We shouldn't be looking for this in monster ratings. As someone who has spent many a Thursday evening representing Twitter for the AEW versus NXT ratings details, Mr. Hamilton will explain. We're the past few days of the head-to-head war, but the days of pro wrestling hitting the same kind of heights as they did in the late 90s in terms of getting seven and eights in the Nielsen ratings is likely some ways off. Simply put, the sheer volume of content available today that just wasn't a thing back then. Sure, you have message boards and news groups, and of course, ask your parents, in place of modern-day social media, there wasn't a massive variety of options for visual media. Yes, there were other channels, but there certainly wasn't the range we have today. There was no YouTube, no Netflix, no Prime Video, no Disney+, Plus, no TikTok, no WWE Network, High Spots, IWTV, or anything like that. It was back when WWE and WCW were doing high numbers. You didn't like what was on TV. You had to dig out a VHS tape. Again, of course, ask your parents or do something else. While, while what WWE has been saying about following ratings is for the most part true, their numbers have been following more than others. While there's one thing that from the past from the past that we, we can't lean on, there are perhaps some lessons from the past that we can either hold close or throw aside. Let's throw out the main argument uh, that, that has been seen from Tribe WWE, that signing of, uh, of all of WWE's old stars ruins AEW. It's all about the nuisance. There's a difference between what happened in TNA a decade or so ago and what's happening now. Sure, AEW's bringing in guys from WWE's very recent past, including Christian Danielson, Ruby Soho, and Adam Cole. But we're not seeing some of the more egregious examples from TNA. Anything comparable to, say, Otis coming in and beating Jungle Boy. The one lesson from the past, and indeed the present, that absolutely does need to be heated, is that of overexposure. Throwing aside the YouTube shows which AEW is currently producing three hours of TV a week between Dynamite and Rampage. At least while the company is still on the rise, that really needs to be the limit. Remembering the mistakes of the past where WCW got really got hot with Nitro, ended up getting the second show, then adding the third hour, leading to straight up overexposure that played a role in WCW's eventual demise. So he was was being saying here, AEW's got to be careful to avoid a doom spiral. No more than, of course, say for any other company. Just look at how quickly New Japan's gone from being hot to hitting the doldrums. What's being said here is that for the first time in a lot of fans' lifetimes, wrestling feels generally hot again. 
The lesser invested fan, please don't use, of course, the C word. Are taking notice to the point where you're starting to see AEW t-shirts pop up at indie shows alongside the shorts du jour and whatever WWE tees are doing the rounds. For now, it's a hotness that's being contained in the U.S., but with talk of AEW looking to heat over, head over to do a show in Europe, specifically naming Craven Cottage as the venue, the home of Fulham Football Club, which, of course, is being, which is certain Tony Khan could sort out mates, mates rates on booking fees for. Assuming the travel restrictions in this pandemic don't stretch on for too much longer, the AW Fulham show would be a surprisingly hot ticket, and who knows what that could lead to. AW is about to enter their third year running and have provided more of a sustained opposition than TNA ever did. For all their weeks of 1.1 ratings back before streaming and what you and what have you decimated TV numbers, true, there might be a slight speed bump coming in with, to the new year when Dynamite changed channels. When change, Dynamite changes channels, I'm sorry, but considering that AEW's cultured goodwill among their fan base is almost unheard of, of course, in the current era, we wouldn't expect that move to TBS to do much damage in the long run. Can AEW last? Nothing lasts forever. If you're a fan of having an honest-to-God alternative product and top-level competition in the wrestling world, now's the time where you should be enjoying the fruits that are on display, regardless of which tribe you're a part of. So there you have it right there here, folks. And like this is a very unique story here, of course, here indeed. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we will, um, before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead. We are going to go ahead and, of course, send this story over. Uh, to the uh, page, of course, WCWUS Revolution Radio. And so that way, this would be, of course, a good read for those who would like to, of course, check that out. Because <clears throat> we do post a lot of interesting stuff over here. And I think a lot of people will definitely, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with what Mr. Hamilton, of course, has said. But, of course, we are just going to let the people just judge for themselves. And, you know, there may be some comments about it here and there. So so we hope to, of course, like I say, get uh, some input about that here coming up here, of course, very soon. Our next story right here, folks, come, coming at you from Joseph Lee today. As Kushida reveals, he has tested positive for the virus. In a post on Instagram, Kushida revealed that he recently tested positive for the virus, which is why he has been absent from WWE TV. Kushida has had been set to defend the NXT Cruiserweight title against Roderick Strong last month, but was pulled for health reasons. Kushida said the following, I hope everyone is okay. Three weeks ago, I was not available for my title match on NXT. I tested positive for the virus. My family also tested positive. Fortunately, everyone is okay. My wife and I are fully vaccinated, but we still got the virus. Fortunately, the vaccine has given us immunity, but we experienced some symptoms. We have very low energy, and I lost my sense of smell and taste. We are recovering. Everyone is feeling better now. The pandemic isn't over. Please stay safe. I will see you in the ring soon. So our best wishes, of course, here. Our best wishes, of course, to to uh, to Kushida himself, and hopefully we'll see the Cruiserweight champion uh, back, back, of course, here in uh on TV, of course, here very soon. But, of course, 
health, of course, is very important indeed. Joseph Lee posted this story here today. Some WWE news as Mick Foley comments on trending on Twitter, also highlights some NXT, and also this week's episode of The Bump. It was reported yesterday that Mick Foley posted a message online praising AEW and saying that coming is becoming a big problem for WWE. The post went viral and resulted in Foley trending on Twitter. He took to social media platform to comment on the achievement. He said, look who's trending. I guess my opinion still counts. Also, of course, uh, 411 Mania's Blake, Blake Lavelle did discuss uh, Mick Foley's declaration that WWE has a problem after AEW All Out. Of course, there's a link to, of course, the pot to 411 on Wrestling Podcast if you want to check that episode out. Also, ladies and gentlemen, there are some highlights here from. There are also, of course, some highlights here. Last night's ep- last night's episode, of course. Uh, um. Last night's episode of NXT, of course, a match between Ember Moon and Kaylee Ray, who, of course, has recently um, made made her presence known here that, that she's going to be, she wants to be one of those uh, top contenders for the NXT women's belt. Um, plus, we're hoping we'll have several other videos here as well. But, of course, we... But so we're not gonna be able to get those videos up right now. But also, of course, this week's episode of the Bump, of course, is officially online, which features, of course, a happy version of uh, of uh, Court Jester Corbin, that call himself Happy Corbin, especially after, of course, what he experienced in Las Vegas during SummerSlam, I guess. Also, of course, the new couple, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell, of course, otherwise known as Index. So, uh, of course, so, so you can, of course, check out some of those videos right there if you wish to, of course, take a look at that. And one last story here, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we will bring you. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as Kevin Owens deal with WWE is reportedly up in January. A new report has revealed that Kevin Owens' WWE contract is up much sooner than expected. Fightful Select reports that while Owens had revealed in May 20 of 2018 that he had signed a five-year deal, his contract is now set to expire in January. According to the outlet, Owens was one of the, was one of the contracts which was restructured before the pandemic and was, for one reason or another, changed to expire in January 2022 instead of May 2023. There's no word on why Owens' contract was shortened or if any other elements of the deal were changed. Also, WWE recently had a couple of significant contracts come up in Pete Dunne and Adam Cole. Cole has obviously moved on to sign with AEW, while Dunne has been offered an extension by WWE. According to the report, officials are well aware that the deal with Kevin Owens will be up. Owens did sign, of course, with WWE in August of 2014. Of course, like I said, uh, uh, once again, 411 Mania's Blake Lavelle 
did discuss Kevin Owens' contract situation with WWE and whether he could make the jump to AEW in a new YouTube video. This video is on this page right here if you wish to, of course, um, if you wish to, of course, take a look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got here for, of course, a little preview of what we, we will definitely bring you on WCWS Revolution, of course, coming up here at 9 o'clock, 138055 pounds. Of course, in addition to, of course, your wrestling news and more wrestling news reviews. Also, as we said, John and Justin will be bringing your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. <clears throat> also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about what happened with NXT last night. And also, we'll try to get you some results in as far as, uh, as far as, of course, um, um, as far as, of course, any results from tonight's edition of Dynamite, of course, on the heels of a big pay-per-view this past Sunday. <clears throat> but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will, we will now, of course, here go back to WCW US uh, Dynasty right here. And see um, if we have any updates, of course, here as far as, as you know, of course, the three belts from our all-out prediction title challenge, the NWA US Anniversary Championship, the AEW US Red Dragon Championship, and the AEW US First Dance Championship. Uh, of course, the 13 people that did take part in our title challenge, of course, were eligible for this. Uh, let's see, of course, if we have any. Um, if we have any official updates, of course, here as well. Also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of our WCWS originals, Miss um, Sarah Elizabeth Martin, actually posted a, a story on our page, WCWS Dynasty, of course. Uh, and I was also informed by uh, by our by, of course, um, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds earlier here today about something that that actually, of course, had popped up here. Uh, very very shocking news, of course, here indeed. Um, we're going to see if we can try to find out a, a little um, um, this, this, this came out of course through I believe a, a Facebook page or a group called the game Triple H breaking story here hashtag WWE has announced the Triple H is recovered from a cardiac event. The story, this is from WWE right here, of course, it has, says the following. Paul Levesque, of course, otherwise known as Triple H, underwent a, underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. So, ladies and gentlemen, there, there you have it right there. I do want to thank of course, Miss Martin and also Miss Dodds for bringing that to my attention here. Of course, as well, we'll also do some. We'll also, of course, we get any, any, of course, um, any news up on this. We'll definitely, of course, let you know. But, uh, but I do appreciate, of course, uh, I do, of course, definitely appreciate uh, 
the, of course, updates here as well. Now, as far as, of course, the belts for the prediction title challenge from all, from all out, in the, of course, uh, five-person uh, match for the NWA U.S. Anniversary Championship, Jordan Stokeless still leads with three votes, while the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, and Robbie Thomas are currently tied with one vote each. The AWS Red Dragon Championship, currently as it stands right now, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is leading with three votes. Jared Thornton is currently has one vote here. And also the AWS uh, First Dance Championship, currently Derek Froman and Jackie, Jackie Wilk, Wilkes do not, have that, do not have any votes at all. But Justin Carter is currently leading right now with four votes. But keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that you can, of course, still have plenty of time to come on uh, WWS Dynasty and, of course, vote for, of course, who you think should win these championship belts. And we will announce the winner on episode 1040 of Revolution coming up here this Friday night. So, <clears throat> so there you have it, of course, right there with, of course, the latest, uh, latest stories coming out here. We do, of course, thank you very much for listening to Outside the Ropes, episode number 270. We will, of course, be back on at 9 o'clock for episode 1039 of Revolution, of course, here as well. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, check out all of our other groups, of course, on Facebook, of course, posting, of course, everything from, from of course, uh, wrestling news stories to classic wrestling videos, also some pop culture stuff as well. Um <clears throat> But we, of course, like I said, uh, we, of course, like I said, look forward to. Uh, we, of course, we, we, of course, like I said. Um, look forward, look forward to, of course, hearing your thoughts and thoughts and opinions, of course, on everything that's that's been said. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, we want you to, of course, like I, like I said, we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions about everything that we post, including, like I said, from every single classic match in the video vault to every single wrestling story that we post on all of our pages. And, of course, just everything in particular, every video, every poster, I mean, every picture, uh, just everything we post, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions about it. Of course, a lot of groups, of course, right now, receiving a whole lot of uh, big-time hits here. We, of course, definitely would love to hear your personal thoughts and opinions, of course, right here indeed. Outside of the Ropes, episode 270 is a broadcast of the WWUS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. We would, like I said, be back on at 9 o'clock for for episode, like I said, uh, episode number 1039 of Revolution, of course, as we one, one more time bring you, of course, your today's wrestling news and views. John and Justin will have, of course, your wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing, also, of course, we'll bring you our thoughts and opinions about last night's edition of NXT. Also, of course, any results that do come in as far as tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. We will, of course, like I said, 
bring you bring you all insights on everything that's going on here in the world of wrestling. I'm sure JD will definitely have a few things to say about some other topics as well. So we'll definitely, of course, can't wait not cannot wait to hear, of course, on all fronts right here indeed. So be sure to listen in on that one three eight zero five five pound tonight at nine o'clock. We urge everyone to continue, of course, to stay safe out there and do every precaution that you feel that is necessary, of course, in the wake of this ongoing issue with this pandemic. We want you, of course, everyone, we want everyone to, of course, like I said, um, like I said, just, just, just keep yourself and your family safe. And we, we, of course, wish always, always wish nothing but, we always wish nothing but the best. For everyone here, of course, here at WWUS, and of course, and their respective families, and of course, everyone, of course, all around the country and all around the world. So be sure to listen. Be sure to, of course, keep us informed about anything and everything here. We look forward to talking to you again here tonight. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWUS. Radio Network will be back on at 9 o'clock with Revolution number 1039. Take care and God bless. WCW US. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.